to the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I'm your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is brought to you by Legend Picks, also artist Jeremiah Kalik, and please help me welcome our newest sponsor, the Texas Vinyl Coalition. You can find links to our sponsors and more on the Metal Bob Live website. There you can also find links to the latest Metal Bob gear, including shirts, hoodies, and more. On today's show, I had the honor of speaking with Bob Zerrell. He is the podcast host of Everyone's a Critic and also the Nothing Shocking Podcast. We discuss how he got his start and also his interest in the music business. So sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Mr. Bob Zerrell, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How's it going today on Father's Day, brother? Oh, uh, it's it's going good. Uh, my son's got a baseball tournament. I just finished a podcast. Uh, a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It never stops, does it? Never. <laughs> so wait. So hey, man. So uh, first off, I want to I want to know. So let everybody know that you have two different podcasts. You have everyone's a critic, which is a a film podcast, and then you have also a music podcast called the Nothing Shocking Podcast. Correct. That is correct. Everyone's a critic uh, every week. My friend and I, who happens to be a professional film critic, he reviews every movie that comes out. We look at a classic and we look at something from 30 years ago. Uh, it's usually an hour, hour and a half long. And then the Nothing Shocking podcast, uh, you used to be a part of it. Uh, Eric Nesbitt and I, uh, we interview rock stars, very similar to your show. Uh, we haven't done it in a while. It's really actually been since October. I've done a couple on my own. Uh, we're just trying to balance life and find a way to make it happen again. Right. Yeah. That always seems to be an issue, man. I, I run in that from time to time, man. Just trying to find time like this week, me and you trying to get together with, we, we, we played phone tag for a while, <laughs> but we finally made it happen. Yes, we did. Uh, but and it's, I mean, it's finding guests. It's, it's a hard job. Uh, they, then getting the time for me and Eric to be in the same room. Uh, then you throw in the coronavirus. Uh, it's just, uh, one the, and then on top of that, now you got rock stars doing these podcasts too. It makes it almost I don't know. It's you start to get lost in the mix, and once you get away from it, yeah, the habit goes away. You just got to get it back, and uh, we'll get there though. Yeah, I, mean, I noticed that a lot of those guys got their own shows now, man. They're just like the podcast thing seems to be really popular all of a sudden. I mean, it always has been, but it's getting even more so. Yeah, you almost had to be there in the get. I mean, I don't know if you saw Joe Rogan just signed like a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. Uh, but I mean, he was one of the, and he wasn't even one of the originals. He was just kind of on that second or third wave of guys, but that's really, you know, he, you go, he goes from fear factor and news radio and now he's like the podcast. God, God. Well, I, I guess I'm probably going to at least get double that then probably some point. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. Hey, a man can dream, right? Yeah, they got you. Gotta. Yeah, but hey, you know, if it never happens for me, I'm good with it, man. I, it's just fun for me. That's you know, that's why I got into it to begin with. Oh no, completely. At first, it was a reason for me just to hang out with my friends. Uh, when I started, uh, my friend, best friend from high school, he moved to Alabama, and we hadn't talked. And we we're just like, hey, let's just do a podcast. It's been 15 years. Let's just you know, kind of do what me and you are doing now via Skype or via phone. And it, it was great. And then obviously he got a job and it was hard for him to keep up with it. And I was interviewing the rock stars on the side. I was just like, well, that can be a podcast. 
and it just kind of funneled from there. But it's just a ton of fun, you know. You get to, you get a chance to talk to your friends and your heroes for 30 minutes to an hour, uh, whenever you can. That's that alone pays for itself, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And, you know, real quick, if I may, I just want to give a shout-out to my producer, Jeremiah Kallick. I don't thank him enough, man. Everybody hears my voice all the time, but Jeremiah is a huge part of making this show happen, too. So kudos to him. No, definitely. I I, under, uh, I have to do a lot of the producing on mine, and it is that is the hardest part, it, It's at least for me, because I'm not as interested in it. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, well done, Jeremiah. So, Bob, what got you into the, the movie thing, man? Has that always been a big interest of yours, or is that just something you picked up along the way? Oddly enough, growing up, I was fairly sheltered. I was into, like, Rocky. <laughs> that was still kind of the only movies I liked. My dad, we weren't allowed to watch rated R movies and whatnot. And I think because of that, you know, I started to get into movies later on as a teenager, uh, Pulp Fiction and all that stuff. And then, uh, but I never, I had no interest in ever being an actor, being a director, being a writer. Uh, I just liked watching movies. I liked fighting with my friends over movies, you know, what's the better movie, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but no real interest in it, but I just happened to have a friend named Sean, who's a film critic. Uh, we both started, I started writing for Zoics Online as, you know, a music, uh, guy more interested in the music side of things. I was review, reviewing albums and interviewing you know, uh, musicians and he was reviewing movies and, uh, and, uh, at one point we started arguing on Facebook over the dark Knight returns. Uh, cause I don't think it's that great. I mean, I know it's good, but it's not as good as everybody thought it was. And he was fighting with me on it and he was like, this should really be a podcast. And then lo and behold, you know, five, six, seven years later, we're still going strong. We have barely, we've missed like three weeks in like seven years. Right. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, which do you prefer one over the other? Or are you you pretty equal on the music and the movies? Uh, I'm a music guy first, uh, far and away. Uh, I you know I play guitar. I can fake it on piano and drums. I can't sing, or I just, I don't know if I can sing. I guess I'll never try. Uh, but I just love like there's something about uh, a guitar riff that you know. That I don't know. It just speaks to me different than a film does. Uh, I've always just been more under the music side of things, and I don't know. I just it, it's. I listen to something like, you know, Slash's newest album, and I'll hear a riff, and I'll be like, I don't understand why everybody doesn't love this. You know, why is this not the number one thing on the radio? And then I realize I'm 40, he's 50, <laughs> and that's why. But uh, it just speaks to me different than any other art form. Now, I understand 100% too, man. It just drives me crazy listening to popular radio, man. I, I can't even do it. It just drives me up a wall. I, but our parents did it, you know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they didn't do it to the extent, I don't think. Maybe they did. Uh, but I don't know. It's There's just something to be said about, I don't, I don't even know. I hate to badmouth any musicians, uh, but it's just something about real live talent that you just don't get as much nowadays because technology really does help out. Right. And I'm not bad mouthing anybody. I mean, to each his own. I mean, everybody's got their preference and I'm not saying, Hey, this is better than this or this is better than that. But you know, I, I had a, a conversation with Stacy blades a while back and he kind of, he kind of made me understand it a little bit, you know, cause he was on Eddie trunk show not too long ago. And I, 
And I'm sitting there thinking, man, but my problem is the industry doesn't let this stuff coexist. They just put out what they want to force feed everybody. And that's what kind of drives me crazy a little bit. Yeah. And, but in a way it's kind of always been that way. Uh, you know, you get your, even like the, let's go to the, the grunge era, you know, you have your four big bands and then they just start bringing these, uh, wannabe grunge bands out that it just waters it down and then it dies off. I mean, the same thing happened to the eighties metal. Uh, it happened in the seventies. You know, I, I don't know. It's just the, the studios just pick up on a sound and they want, you know, they want Skid Row to be Bon Jovi, you know, and really Skid Row wants to be Skid Row. Right. And it, it just, it's, it sucks. But at the same time, you know, you know, you throw a band like the Winery Dogs or somebody and just put them on classic rock radio, even though it's new, it would fit right in and people would be like, what's this? And I don't know. It, it would, it would really make for a, it would make me happier, but I guess there's not as much money in that. So I don't know. Well, they don't know that. I mean, they're not playing it. So how, I mean, and that that's the thing that bothers me. They, I mean, spin it for a couple of weeks, see what happens with it. If nothing happens with it, you know, put it back on the shelf. I'm good with that. I know, but I, I listen to classic rock radio at work where I used to, and uh, it would be, it, it was almost like the classic rock songs would turn into the top 40 songs today. You know, you listen to a top 40 station, you're going to hear, I couldn't even name a popular song right now, but you're going to hear it three or four times in an hour. Classic rock, you're going to hear Dream On at 11 o'clock every morning, or you know, you're going to hear Sweet Home Alabama at 12.40. You know, it was without exception other than maybe a request here and there with hotel california dream on Sue home out it was the same songs every day and it and it wasn't fair because it, it affects those songs but you know you throw in some other bands you throw in uh greta van fleet you throw in uh, i don't know it, it'll work and i mean you got your rock stations but they're not as what they're not what they were uh i don't know it's you throw in a hailstorm hailstorm could play on our classic rock station and work and i just i would like to see some sort of effort but i guess you got your spotify thing i just never drag grabbed on to spotify because i'm more of an album oriented guy so i i don't i i'm just behind the times and it's weird that i have a podcast about it <laughs> but yeah man i get you know i get it um the whole radio thing. I don't even listen to the radio, man, but I do. There is a show back home and I know, you know who Brian Miner is. He's got the minor disturbance yeah. radio and he's on 93.5. Well, Brian, when, you know, he, he, he will play some of that old stuff on his show. He'll play, you know, he'll take requests and he'll play a whole list of some of that old stuff. And it's nice that somebody's out there still trying to, you know, keep that on the radio. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he did it. He's done a great job of on his own, getting a local following and, you know, so now people can, they'll dedicate that hour to hear what he's going to play. Uh, it's just so hard to, you know, you almost got to do it for nothing for a while to get to that point where you can do it for nothing on the radio. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it, it, it is refreshing to do, ha to have those shows that, and they do exist. And podcast is another way of doing it. You just can't really listen to licensed music on podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I looked into some of that stuff and the, and the money they want for you to be able to just do whatever you want is ridiculous. It's just insane. Well, well they, they let us use Hong Kong sleepover is big fans, of uh, friends of both shows, your show and ours. And all of our music is theirs. And, uh, I, 
so at some point, if they blow up even bigger, if Apple decides that they don't want, you know, even though we got permission, if a studio takes over the the licensing rights of those songs, we're, I mean, all of our episodes got to come down, and it's, I don't know, it is what it is, but, and good for, I mean, that would, that would be awesome for the Hong Kong Sleeper. I love that band. It would be, I think he's been a guest on your show, uh, but, you know, that's it's just weird how the licensing works, especially when you got downloaded a uh, platform like podcast, but at least we can talk to the artists and that does, that does mean something. Right. And I remember the, the first time we had seen them was, was together because we, I didn't even know who they were. And I was telling Ted the same thing when I talked to him last week, I just was like floored. I'm like, how did I never hear these guys? I mean, and I'm really surprised that they, like you said, they're not bigger than they are because I'll be honest with you. I think they deserve to be because they're a great live band. Their, their albums are solid. They're just great. Well, they're the perfect band that you throw on a you throw on a classic rock, classic metal station, and you know even put it on the hour where you play metal or whatever. I know they're not a super metal band, but they're heavy, and people are going to hear the songs and just be like, "Holy cow, these guys are these guys are the real deal." Every now and then, I'll try to treat, tweet out to somebody like the pro wrestler Edge. He was on a show called Vikings, and I know on the new Hong Kong sleepover they got a song about the show. And I was like, hey, check this song out. Or, you know, trying to get, you know, the right person to hear it. And all of a sudden it just, it can, uh, you know, snowball from there. I, I've been unsuccessful so far. They're doing a much better job promoting themselves than I am. But uh, I I just, it, to me, it's like the right person hears that. And, bam, they're on tour with anybody, you know, Black Label Society or even Corn or something like that. And they, they're going to win over that audience because their songs are that good and they're that tight live. Right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, and I've, I've looked into the internet radio thing, and I've kind of, you know, there, I have options if I decide I want to dive into that. I'm not sure if I want to commit to that yet. But, man, I would love mm-hmm. to just get on there and just play whatever I wanted to, you know, and just just push that out there and just, you know, and I'm not trying to take over the world. I just want people to hear stuff that I think people need to hear. People deserve to hear some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about doing the Spotify playlist and try to whatever. I'm just not... You know, it, like you said, it's a commitment, and and the more I get away from it, the more like I'll show friends. Like I have a bunch of friends who are into the like the second wave of hardcore and emo. Like they're not going to talk about Bad Brains or you know uh, Cro-Mags, but they'll talk about you know kind of like that Hatebreed era, but they hated Hatebreed because they want metal. I don't. Regardless, you know when you start subdividing all these genres, but you know I'm trying to show them you know, Buck Cherry or Hailstorm or any of these bands I like a lot that's really guitar-oriented, uh, Aerosmith, Slash, McMars, and they don't get it. And it's I got to understand that it's I don't get their, what they're doing, and it's not wrong. It's just it's not for them. And because of that, I, get, I just get bummed out, and then I don't pursue it. But I don't know. It, it, it would be cool to do something like that i just I, I don't know sometimes i just get lazy <laughs> man it takes a lot of work dude i you know i had to get up early for you this morning man you're, you're killing me man no i'm just kidding <laughs> i've been up i've been up for a, i've been up for a while dude uh, i believe it but i appreciate you working around my son's tournament uh this has been the perfect time and it's gonna it'll allow me to make it to the next game so i'm excited about that Dude, that's life, man. We have kids, we got jobs. I mean, that's just the way it is. You yeah, know, we're busy. Definitely. We're busy when yeah. we're not busy. 
Yeah, and I try to. I'm trying to turn him on to it. He's got into. Uh, we got him. He's seen Hailstorm a couple times, but the last time we saw Hailstorm, they were opening for Godsmack, and he fell in love with Godsmack. And I, and it, I mean, what happened was we were kind of in the middle in the seat section, and uh, my wife put him on his shoulders, and the security guard made her take him down. But then he felt bad because he's only like eight or seven at the time. He actually walked him and my wife up to the front of like the front row, like in the pit area, and. You know, the guitar player for Godsmack was throwing him picks, and they were interacting with him, and everybody in the audience loved him. And ever since then, he's just been Godsmack all the time. And, uh, you know, he likes a couple other bands, but it's really started. It's been kind of fun to see that. And he likes the new stuff, and I like the old stuff. So it was kind of fun to, you know, be like Aerosmith. I I grew up in the 90s, and then all these, you know, people our parents' age loving the 70s stuff. And I, here I am listening to Get a Grip, and obviously they were right. The 70s stuff was the best. But it was it was just kind of cool to have that experience with him, and uh, hopefully it kind of continues. He's, you know, every day, that's what he listens to to get pumped up for baseball. He'll sit down here in the drums and pretend to play along. It's uh, He can play the new song, Under the Scars, on piano. It's, uh, it's It's been really exciting. i seen that. You posted a video of that a while back, didn't you, of your son playing yeah. The piano? Yeah, that was cool. He, He's trying. Uh, right now he's got this he, – he's kind of got a bunch of natural talent, but he doesn't like to work for it, and he reminds me of me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just like, God, if I just sat and played guitar and kind of really took the time to get good when I was a kid, I could have been better, or even baseball for that matter. And he's kind of doing the same thing where he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, but uh, I'm trying to encourage him to just, you know, lock into something to go for it, but – Again, it, it, it's not for everybody. Not all of us can be Eddie Van Halen or Dimebag Daryl sitting in our base bedrooms for our entire teenage years just learning the most impossible riffs ever and, you know, then becoming rock stars. Not all of us are built for that. Right. Well, yeah, and, you know, like you said, with your, you know, your kid got into the Godsmack thing, and I know you were there to try to get him into Hailstorm, but, you know, the thing is, man, they're, they're all going to – everybody's taste buds are different. So I, I always oh, yeah. encourage it no matter if, if, even if it's something that I don't like, I mean, if they, if that's what they want to do, it's all good, man. And you know, and I, I have my favorite bands and you know, you know, I, I, I poke at people and I, and I joke around, man, but really at the end of the day, it is all music and, Oh yeah. And it's, and it's on the great. Podcast, on the podcast when you were on it, we used to kind of bust each other's balls or you were more Megadeth. I was more Metallica. You were more Molly Cure. I was more Guns N' Roses, but we like it all. I mean, how can you not like Metallica and like Megadeth or vice versa? I mean, the bands are so similar that, you know, it's just a lot of fun. You know, yes, we prefer one over the other, but it's more just goofing around. But music is, you know, high tides raise all ships. I think Jamie Joseph says that a lot on his podcast. Uh, so it's, you know, it's all good. I just, I love music. and I love, I love that. I love when anybody does good, you know, even if I'm not a huge fan, it's, it's good for the whole genre of rock if, you know, you have a Nickelback or whatever out there raising awareness. Absolutely, man. 100% agree. Well, all right, man. Well, I'm going to get on to another question because me and you could sit here and we could do this for hours. I'm going to tell you that because we, we, we ran into that problem a while back when you had me on your show. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, but it's great talking music, man. We could kill a case of beer one of these days and we'll do it. Have to. So, uh, so I wanted to ask you a question. So you have a brother that did an independent yeah. film. Is that correct? 
That is true. He did a, a, a movie called A Cadaver Christmas, uh, and uh, it, it got bought. Uh, it's been renamed a couple times uh, by the studios that buy it. Right now, I think on Amazon, it's called It's a Wonderful Slice. Uh, oh, is really? I don't know. They just uh, anytime a distributor a distributor buys it, they can just rename it because they own the rights for a certain time period. And yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it gives you an eye into the the behind the scenes part of the movie industry, which I'm sure is a lot like the music industry. But it was I was I'm in it. I got to work in the makeup department. I got to be an extra. I got to help with lighting and help carry. I mean, I. It was it was about as indie as indie gets, uh, but it, I thought it was it looked pretty good compared to some other indie movies out there. How many people get to say they're in a movie? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, I got my own IMDb page and everything. I <laughs> got <laughs> man, I didn't know you had the IMDb page. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, you mean you can just make your own. But then I think Kevin Smith did a movie later on where. Uh, he did something that you could do to get into the credits of the movie, and I did it. So now I'm in the credits of one of his movies. So now I have, like, two things on there, I think. I haven't really looked at it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually got a copy of that movie somewhere. I know you gave me one. I got it here somewhere. You ever watched it? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> dude, I watched part of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the whole thing. I Dude, I started watching it one night, and I got busy and did something, and I took it out, but I just need to... And then I moved now, so now I got to find it again. But I will check well, it wrote, out. Uh, he wrote another script that uh, we tried to do a social media campaign for, and you know Eli Roth people reached out to us to try to do something on their social media platform to possibly get Eli behind it. And my brother said no, he didn't want to do that because it was more or less free material for them without committing to him, which I get. And then recently, a studio reached out to him. And uh, they tried to rewrite the script. They go, make it more Me Too friendly. And it was just, he was like, you know, I just, I'm not interested. This is the story I wrote. I don't want to rewrite it and change the characters. Uh, so he's as hard-headed as they come. <laughs> hey, man, got to love it, though. Oh, yeah. Matt, that's his movie, man. He, he wants to keep it the way it is. That's great. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want Slash out there playing the backing tracks. Uh, Slash is Slash. He needs to play the way he wants to do it. And, yeah, he got to have the success. It's easier for him to say no, but even if he hadn't, you know, I don't want to hear, you know, Slash with the computer. I, I like hearing the way he is. It, you know, it works better. But, uh, you know, a guy with a computer, that works for him. You know, I, you got to stick to your, your guns. Uh, you ain't got to worry about our old rock stars, man. That they, they'll, they'll never give it. They will never give in to that, brother. No, I lo that's what I love about Aerosmith is they they don't play the backing tracks, and they have a guy to help Steven Tyler as he gets older, and they just put a little light on him off on the side of the stage on the the keyboards uh, to help some of those high notes if he can't hit them anymore. So, but it's still a real guy, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, I mean, and you know, real live performances are are not supposed to be flawless because they're flawed all the time. You know, I, I did acoustic gigs for years, man, and I had nights that I was just way off. But, man, dude, it was it was real. I wasn't lying to the people that came out and seen me. They seen me play, and, I, you know, I, I did some songs really good. I did some that were just okay, and I had some moments that weren't the best. But you're getting a real show. You're not getting manufactured band. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah. You know? and uh, even like with the podcast, I can't go in and like if I were to listen to it and edit it, I would edit it to death and try to make it perfect. And it'll never be perfect. I'll just make it worse. You need those human moments on anything, records, live performances, whatever it is. If you can capture that human element, uh, that's really what makes things that much. It gives it more personality and movies, whatever it is. Uh, th- that's what I love most about any artist, the human element. It does. And, you know, and when we first started this thing a few months back, I talked, when me and Jeremiah were talking, I, I kind of got into him about the editing thing a little bit. He goes, really, man? He goes, honestly, unless it's something really that really necessarily needs to come out of the podcast. He said, there's no sense in taking it out, man. He said, because like he said, it's, it's a real human moment. Just like you were just saying, I mean, it's, it's real life, dude. You, why change something right. when it doesn't need to be changed? And it makes well, sense. Yeah, even, yeah. When Eric would introduce, he'd tell the guests that I was going to be the editing whiz and he meant it as such a compliment and I appreciate it. For, but I will always get nervous because I didn't want the, because I could easily go and tr- turn this into a, blabbermouth headline and you know try to make them look stupid uh, by just editing stuff together and i always and i know he never meant that but i always was like you know all i'm doing is putting an intro on it i'm not really changing anything <laughs> uh but uh yeah it's you need to capture and that's what i love also about podcasting is with these long-form interviews now you can get to hear the personality of the artist you love instead of just the sound bites and the headlines right and uh I don't know. It's you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, we don't edit anything, dude, and I know you don't either, man. And that's what's great about it, man. You you get the full interview. I'm not gonna. There's nothing's gonna come out of here. And I mean, if you said, "Hey, man, I didn't mean to say that. Take that out." But whatever. But I'm just saying this interview is gonna be exactly what you're having right now with me. So, and that's and right. that's and that's the way that's it should be. Definitely. Yeah. You know. But. So, dude, man, you want to promote your uh, your two shows? Why I got you on here, real quick, man. Sure, yeah. Uh, right before I did this interview, I had just finished uh, Everyone's a Critic, the movie review podcast. Uh, we talked about the new Spike Lee movie, The Five Bloods, and uh, there's a couple other movies, Mope. Uh, it's about the porn industry. It was interesting. Uh, I bet it but, was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we just watch you know, three or four movies a week, plus a classic and we look at the movies that turned 30 this week. Uh, RoboCop 2 turned 30, kind of uneventful. But, wow. uh, you know, Goodfellas comes out in 1990, so that'll be a fun one to get to. Uh, we've been doing this for, like I said, seven years. we got 435 episodes in. Uh, we've talked about just about every movie you can name, and if we haven't, let us know, and we'll talk about it. Uh, uh, the website's IHateCritics.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our handle is CriticsPod. Uh, the name is Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast. Uh, that's uh, the best way to find us. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash criticspod. And then obviously Nothing Shocking Podcast. We don't have a website. We're just on Facebook, the Nothing Shocking Podcast community fan page. And I think Twitter at No Shock Pod. Uh, that's been a little bit dormant for a while, and I'm hoping we get it going again. I, I mean, there's a shot it could be done, you know, but it, it it's – I think our last three guests were Mark Tremonti, Mike Mishak, and Clint Lowry, you know. Uh, so those are some pretty big guitar players from the late 90s, early 2000s that uh, I think have really shaped the way music is today. I mean, you can't tell me, listening to Shinedown or Nickelback or any of these other bands, that they weren't inspired by Stain Creed and Seven Dust. You're insane. Right. 
but yeah, no shock pod, uh, Twitter or the nothing shocking podcast on Facebook. Right on, man. Well, dude, it was good talking to you as always, man. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, this flew by. We, we definitely need to get a case of beer and just sit here and either do it for fun or do it and record it. Just talk music. It'll be a good time. Absolutely, brother. Well, I'll hit you up next time I'm in town, man. We'll see if we can make that work. Absolutely. This is fun. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you, man. All right. Appreciate all you do, too, man. Help me out sometimes. I, I You know, I look to you for advice once in a while, man, and uh, you're always there to, you know, to help if you can. So and I appreciate that. Anytime you need it, I love what you're doing. I'm so happy you're doing the podcast, and hopefully uh, Eric and I can get going, too. It's, it's important for rock. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I get a lot of that. Those guys that are on there, man, they just appreciate it. You know, and I had Anthony Quarter from Tor Tor. He was just like, man, you know, he goes, I appreciate you, you know, giving me a, you know, a podium to stand on and kind of, you know, get our stuff out there. And, and you know. It it does. It really does help them, man. I mean, it it no, there's no such thing as bad bad publicity, man. You get anytime you can get your name out there, or get something out there where the people can hear it. It's a good time. So uh, it definitely is, and it, I mean, if nothing else, it gets you out to the live show. And you know, maybe you're not playing stadiums anymore. You're really next to nobody is, but you, you get that hardcore fan that you create through podcasts and you know these long form interviews and social media and being accessible. It's it really is good for the artist, and you get the more dedicated fan, and it, it does matter. Absolutely, man. Well, brother, you have a great day, man. Tell your son good luck in his baseball tournament, man. All right. It was good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Bob. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Please go to our website to check out our sponsor links, and thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.